Hey, y'all. It's the NPR Politics Podcast. I'm Sam Sanders, campaign reporter. And this episode, a wrap of Tuesday's primary votes, especially Michigan, where Bernie Sanders won. It was a big night for him and a bad night for the Republican challengers to Donald Trump. And we at NPR Politics, we're covering it live on NPR stations and on elections.npr.org, broadcasting the results as we got them. So this episode is actually a bit of our conversation from that broadcast last night, Tuesday. At the time we recorded this, around midnight, we didn't know everything, but we knew enough to get you some key results and what those results mean for the race. You'll hear me, along with campaign reporter Scott Detrow, who was hosting that evening, political editor Domenico Montanaro, and congressional correspondent Susan Davis. All right, enjoy. From NPR News, this is live election coverage. I'm Scott Detrow. Domenico Montanaro, bring us up to speed on what we know so far tonight. Big night tonight uh, on both sides, Michigan in particular. Bernie Sanders on the Democratic side won Michigan, surprising Hillary Clinton by about two points. In Mississippi, though, Hillary Clinton won a whopping margin, 83 to 16 percent, giving her uh, the majority of the delegates on the night overall. On the Republican side, Donald Trump is the big winner once again, winning Michigan and Mississippi. Idaho, the polls closed at 11 o'clock and right now about 17 percent in. Ted Cruz is leading 39 to 32 over Donald Trump. And don't look now in Michigan, but Ted Cruz has now passed John Kasich for second place. Uh, For all the talk of John Kasich uh, having some momentum, uh, He just saw Ted Cruz passing by. All right. Well, as Domenico said, Donald Trump won big in Mississippi and Michigan tonight. Maybe it's because I've been watching um, some Fuller House on Netflix lately, but I feel like... (laughs) Don't tell anybody that. (laughs) I guess I just did. It's too late. Um, I feel like now's the point of the show where we talk about what we've learned. And, um, you know, a lot happened tonight. Uh, Big wins for... string music to cue? No, no string music. We're just going to have to do without the music. But uh, big win for Sanders in, in Michigan. Clinton wins big in Mississippi. Two Trump wins on the Republican side. Sam Sanders, what are you taking out of this night? My big takeaway is that really on both sides, this thing is not over yet. Bernie keeps winning states, keeps raising money. He can stay in this race for a long time. And then on the other side, even though Trump is still leading, it's still pretty chaotic. And he might still end up not having enough delegates at the convention. So this thing is not over. This is just going to be a long slog for both sides. Susan Davis, what did you take out of this night? You know, I was fascinated when Mitt Romney gave his speech, essentially calling for a contested convention and for uh, establishment Republicans to do everything they can to stop Trump from being the nominee. And my takeaway from tonight is it didn't work, that the Republican primary voters did not heed what Mitt Romney saying. I was reading something about a contested convention where someone said we have to call it a contested convention, not a brokered convention, because there's no brokers left. And the fact that Mitt Romney has not been able to kind of shape change that dynamic to me underscores that point that there are no more brokers left in the Republican Party. And I think that's a good point because I don't have the uh, the up to date percentage. But if you look at how well Donald Trump has done across every region of the country and you look at how well Ted Cruz has done and, you know, with all the attention on Donald Trump, we, we tend to forget that Ted Cruz is a very anti-establishment, anti-Washington message as well. We were saying this earlier in the show that it would be incredibly damaging to the Republican Party if Donald Trump walks into the convention with way more delegates than anybody else. And yet somehow somebody else walks out of that convention as the nominee of the party. I mean, it seems like that would be 
a pretty big problem for the Republican Party to deal with. Right. And if if you are a voter that has been motivated to vote because of Donald Trump, if you believe that that nomination was stolen from him, mm-hmm. what are the chances you're going to show up and vote for the Republican in, in November? Yeah. I mean, well, and that's also, an untenable situation. If Trump feels like the nod is stolen from him, doesn't he have a big incentive to run as an as like an independent? Yeah, and I mean it's tough to get on ballots as an independent, but Donald Trump, if anyone, could mount a write-in campaign. Right. And Domenico, what is your big takeaway of the night? Well, let's be very clear. Uh, Hillary Clinton could have put away the Democratic race tonight effectively. She wouldn't have done so mathematically. But if Bernie Sanders couldn't win in a state like Michigan or come close, it would have been very difficult for him to continue making the argument that he would have been the person to win. That didn't happen tonight. She did not close the deal. And because of that, we are likely in for a protracted Democratic race for the nomination, far longer than the Clinton campaign would like and could go on as long as the Republican race does on the other side. Did she underestimate Michigan? Is that what this is? I don't know. I mean, I think that their campaign did what they thought that they should do. But they were seeing these polls where she was up by like 20-something points, right? You know, I mean, like, was that part of it? I, you know, and the polls were showing something, you know, within a double digit margin, certainly for her. And this is a a big surprise for them. And they clearly did not hit their marks in places that they needed to hit. Uh, But overall turnout was up. And when that happens, as Sue mentioned earlier, that usually helps an insurgent candidate. Which we we should say that turnout has not been up in that many places on the Democratic side. This is the first contest where Democrats have a record turnout. And it's I think they broke a record in Maine, right, for total turnout. No, but but Maine turnout was like. But that's a caucus, right? And it's much smaller than the almost million people who turned out in the the Democratic contest. Actually, over a million now, 1.1 million people who turned out on the Democratic side. And also Sanders spent a million dollars more in ads in that state than Clinton right. did. And that seems to work. The other, thing to, the other no? thing to point out, in 2008, there really was no primary because Barack Obama didn't campaign there. Remember, the Rules and Bylaws Committee of the Democratic National Committee stripped That's Michigan right. of half their yeah. delegates for going too early. So it really wasn't as contested as this year. So there isn't the kind of roadmap that maybe Hillary Clinton could have used that she used in other places. But give Bernie Sanders and his campaign team a whole heck of a lot of credit. The The campaign for them was essentially on the line, and they pulled it off. Susan, where do you think Bernie Sanders goes from here? I think we've seen that his immediate step is to try and raise a lot of money off of this. <laughs> Uh, big uh, win. But but what do you think happens next? Well, he's making a huge investment in media on Univision, so he's clearly trying to uh, up, up his chances with the Latino vote, which is Florida. But, you know, when we think about these states, I think we often think of um, Michigan, Ohio, in the same kind of demographic, political place. They mm-hmm. tend to be, they're very similar. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania. I always say they're, we're all sort of like cousins. Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan. It's like, oh, that's my cousin. Um <laughs> That I think that this, I buy that. I buy this that. is a very emboldened win for Bernie Sanders going into Ohio. You you can't look at the and particularly because what made probably what we saw from some of the exit polls is his economic message really resonated in Michigan. And that similar economic message is also very resonant in Ohio in a state that is very skeptical of trade, that has been hurt by these deals, that has seen a lot of jobs outsourced and is a place where Bernie Sanders message in particular Uh, I think really resonates with Democratic primary voters. A a big win in the sense of momentum. But uh, again, we assume given the margin that Hillary Clinton won Mississippi by, Bernie Sanders probably will not pick up any delegates tonight. Hillary Clinton will win the delegate part of the the night. 
but Bernie Sanders will win the headlines, it's fair to say. Yeah, there's no question. And like we mentioned earlier, there are these two realities of momentum and wins in big states versus, you know, just because Hillary Clinton was expected to win in Mississippi, she does wind up, she will wind up with the most delegates out of tonight. And that will make the hurdle a little bit higher for Bernie Sanders come tomorrow morning. Will we see a shift in strategy from Clinton after this loss in Michigan? And if so, what will it be? That's a great question because, I mean, clearly he is Bernie Sanders has already pushed Clinton more to the left in the course of this primary yeah. fight. And is the takeaway, the calculation from the Clinton campaign, she go further? do they need to go further? I mean, there's a Democratic debate. Uh, what is Thursday? Wednesday night? What Whatever. I don't know what so day many, it is. So many. Imme- immediately after tonight's yeah. contest, there's a Democratic debate debate. Um, I think that's going to be a really good peek at how the Clinton campaign responds to this loss. So I have not said what I learned tonight. Scott, well, what, what did, did you, you learn, learn tonight? tonight? Scott, Scott. I learned, Thanks for asking. I learned that yeah. Scott's a pro. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, Sam. Yeah. Actually, I, I I don't know if I learned anything, but what I have is questions. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you bring it up? Sorry, everybody. <laughs> he had to talk. It was his turn. Go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. Here, here's what I think. is I'm, I'm scrolling over to the Republican results here. I'm very curious about Ohio because it's very clear that Donald Trump and Ted Cruz are at a different stratosphere than the rest of the remaining candidates in the Republican race. But there's an interesting kind of low stakes battle. It would be a high stakes battle if this gets to a convention, but a kind of a low stakes battle of whether John Kasich and Marco Rubio are the third person in the picture. And John Kasich... Uh, at the moment, is now in third place in Michigan. And the question was, what did Kasich need to do in Michigan in order to have some momentum going into Ohio? Because as the governor of Ohio, he's hoping to win there, take all the delegates, and somehow reestablish himself. Well, it's still an important thing for John Kasich to have come out ahead of Marco Rubio at the very least. Right. And Uh, he he was a very- Almost tripled Rubio in terms of percentage. And at this point, he's third uh, in Michigan and was very very close to second place. And we'll see how the vote winds up shaking out when all the vote is in. But he is a very popular governor of Ohio, um, you know, somewhere in a 58 or so approval rating percent. And if he were to win in Ohio, that's a winner take all state March 15th is when the rules all start to change and things can get all funky and, uh, you know, go in all kinds of directions. 66 delegates there. If he were to win all of those, even as things are right now, Donald Trump would still need uh more than a majority of the delegates to get a majority. So the goal here for a lot of the establishment uh, Republicans, the party leaders in Washington, is to hold Trump short of that majority number. But it's that is amazing because what they're banking on is doing something that hasn't been done in 70 years. Right. I mean, having a brokered convention and having a nominee chosen that way. Last time that happened was 1948. And the conversation about the brokered convention has shifted to something that people were saying kind of discreetly to something that if you inferred from what people were saying, it was clear that they were talking about a brokered convention. But Robert Siegel was telling us earlier tonight that the Kasich campaign has been saying, yeah, we need to get this to a brokered convention. And other campaigns have been saying that as well. That is the very clear goal for all the remaining campaigns, except maybe Ted Cruz in terms of what they're saying, but it seems like the math will be Cruz isn't going to Ted Cruz isn't talking about a brokered convention because he can't win at a brokered convention, he doesn't think. <laughs> some say it. brokered, some say contested. But no, there's actually two different explain. reasons for I want to know. Contested convention is when you go in and nobody has a majority of the delegates, but then somebody winds up winning before the first ballot at convention, oh. like Gerald Ford in okay. 1976. But brokered I'm, goes the second ballot. Brokered 
means that everybody votes and then they have to broker to actually make deals for someone to come out as the nominee. So my question, though, you know, all this talk of Kasich probably going to third. What good is third place? Marco Rubio (laughs) was in third place for a while. Didn't help him. What is the good of that? The good of it is that if that is your strategy to have a contested convention or a brokered convention, you have leverage on the floor to determine who the nominee is going to be. And in some cases, you may have leverage to perhaps be a running mate on that ticket. Oh, well, I'm okay. going to have to broker up this conversation. Oh, whoa. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> okay. Except there are no brokers except you. I guess I'm, I'm a broker. broker. You're the party boss of this, Scott. <laughs> All right, We're going to wrap up our live elections coverage. Again, it was a big night for Donald Trump. Bernie Sanders was the winner in Michigan, and Hillary Clinton took Mississippi. I'm Scott Detrow, and this has been live election coverage from NPR News. All right, that was myself, Sam Sanders, with Scott Detrow, Domenico Montanaro, and Susan Davis. Broadcast last night on NPR stations and at elections.npr.org. We'll, of course, be back Friday with our roundup of the rest of the week's political news. The Democrats have another debate on Wednesday, and the GOP has one on Thursday. So there will be a lot to talk about by Friday. We'll see you then on the NPR Politics Podcast.